Hello, and welcome to some fun stories. This is Cherry speaking. I am so sorry. I keep forgetting to upload. And some stuff happened and I got logged out. It's this whole mess. I know in the last episode I promised I would do a bunch of episodes really quick. But I decided to change my tactic. I'm just going to read all my stories that I have collected up over the time in this one hopefully big episode. So, since we have a lot to do and a lot to read, let's get right into it. Okay, this is a short story called One Lie to Another. Alice was a kind-hearted girl. She would always clean up after herself and always remember to say please and thank you. She was truly the perfect little girl. But with this kindness and generosity came naivety and loyalty. Even if it was to someone who didn't truly care. Alice's best friend, Emma, was nothing like Alice. She was rude to almost everyone she met. Emma never said please or thank you. Emma was also lonely. Underneath her rude exterior was a strong sense of sadness. But not even all that sadness could make up for the terrible things Emma had done over the years. She did not want Alice to leave her, so she lied. She told Alice that everyone hated her. The world was just one huge floating ball of meanness. She told Alice that she was only protecting her, keeping her anyone from hurting her. And Alice believed her. Of course she would. Why would she be suspicious of someone she had known her whole life? How could she see through the lie if she'd never known the truth? That was until one fateful day. Someone dared to stand up to Emma's meanness. Alice didn't know what she was seeing at first. No one in the history of Earth had ever stood up to Emma, not even Alice. It was different, a good different. At first, Emma didn't know what she was seeing either. No one had ever stood up to her. This was something new, and Emma knew she didn't like it. Soon, a huge argument was sparked, both sides firing back and forth. It seemed as though it would go on forever, but sooner than expected, Emma ran off crying. This new stranger approached Alex. Hi, my name is Max, he said. You stood up to Emma, Alice stuttered back. Well, she wasn't being very nice. Someone had to do it sooner or later. Soon enough, the two hit it off. Max showed her the truth about the world, how not everything was terrible. There were also good parts, too. He told Emma how... He told her how truly horrible Emma was. He was, he was. She was just using her. Finally, Alice saw through the lies, into the truth. Or did she? Maybe Max had his own reasons for being her friend. After all, people listened to Alice. If she told them he was a good person, they would believe it, giving him the perfect alibi. For the police, he came wandering to his door. No one would be suspicious of him. No one would connect him with all the murders that are happening around town. Poor Alice. Spending her life living a lie. She had found someone new who had told her the truth about the world. Too bad that was all a lie, too. 
she had walked from one lie right into another. Okay, so this one was made for Halloween, but obviously Halloween was a long time ago. So, you know, let's just get this story. So the story is called The Screams. Emily was a girl from the big city. She had always wanted to move into a big house and sort of family, living the picket fence dream. Well, now she had at least one of those things crossed off her list. Emily was moving into a new home. It was an old Victorian house with a dark history. Probably why she got it so cheap. But that didn't matter to her. Emily didn't believe in all those spirits from behind the grave nonsense. Those were silly stories made up to scare little kids. Emily was a no-nonsense kind of girl. She did what she needed to do to achieve her dream. And if that meant moving into a supposedly haunted house, then so be it. Her car pulls into the driveway. It was a red SUV. It was kind of used and beat up, but she had gotten it for a good deal in a junkyard and it had been hers ever since. She looked at the house. It was definitely big, if not well-worn. The pastel paint was peeling off the spears. Peeling off, and the spears had definitely seen better days, but all that stuff could be fixed. She opened the door and headed into the house. The house, and the inside did not look better. The old furniture was covered in tarps. Some even flipped over. There was a yellow body outlines on the floor, surrounded by caution tape. The wallpaper on the walls was peeling horribly, and everything was covered in a thick layer of dust. Worst of all, there seemed to be splotches of color everywhere. Most of them were red, but the others were strange green color. That's going to take forever to get out, she groaned and started getting unpacked. She looked up from her hard work, only to notice it was getting dark outside. Had she really been doing it this that long? Emily had not made a considerable indent in unpacking, but that would have to be done later. She started to get ready for bed. While she was coming the stairs, Emily heard a strange sound. At first, she thought it was the weird wind coming through the broken windows. But the longer she listened, the clearer it became. It was screaming, she realized. Huh, what a weird sound for the stairs to make. She thought she continued to climb. She woke up several times that night to more screamings. Screaming. She chalked it up to the house being old, deciding to call the repairman in the morning. The next morning, the repairman came. Sorry, miss, but there's nothing wrong, he said. This house is old, but in surprisingly good condition. Well, except for the windows, but there's really nothing I can do about that. Emily paid him and he left. But she continued to hear horrible screaming noises in the night. She spent the next couple of days trying to, to, trying to find the source of the screaming, but found nothing. Emily would lie awake at night, pondering what could be the cause of it, but she always came up empty-handed. In the back of her mind, she thought of the house's dark history and how it was supposedly haunted. But ghosts didn't exist, right? A few weeks later, the police walked into the house. There was blood everywhere. The scene was devastating. Emily Woods was hunched over a chair, bleeding profusely. She was clearly dead. There were several knives in her back and she was missing a few fingers. 
Clearly, the death had not been quick. Poor girl, said one officer. Should have listened to the warnings. Emily Woods was not the first to be killed in this house, nor would she probably be the last. As long as this house was on the market, people would die, but the police could do nothing about it. They had yet to find who owned the house in the first place. And of course, there was no sign who had killed her. But all the neighbors chalked it up to ghosts. There's one thing for certain, though. Whoever had done it was no beginner. They covered up their trace as well. Though it was had. Um, there was no evidence who had killed the poor girl. So now, the case stands. No one will know exactly what happened to Emily Woods and all the others before her. If you can tell or cannot, I used the same ending as an, an, as an ending from a different story. Um, so, you know... If you can figure out which other story, prompts to you. Anyway, on to the next story. Okay, now a break from all those stories. This is a funny story I think you'll quite enjoy. The Princess in the Tower. Amber Rose was sitting on the top of her tower looking out at the sky. The birds were singing sweet melodies, the cool wind slightly whipping her hair around. Suddenly a loud bang came from down below, followed by a deep voice. Let down your hair, oh sweet princess, the voice said in a sing-song manner. Um, excuse me, she said, kind of rudely, but after all, he was ruining her morning. Oh, just let me up, the voice exclaimed. Now, Ember was not one for passing up company. After all, she lived alone in a tower. Who would? If anything went wrong, she just she could just cook him for dinner. Ember let down a very tall ladder as the person started to climb up. Once he got closer to the top, she saw what he he once he got closer to the top, she saw what he looked like. He was dressed rather finely and honestly inappropriate for the surrounding woods. Hello, princess. I'm here to save you, he says, dashingly. Huh? She says back, rather confused. From this tower, and you're a horrible stepmother, or whatever. Look, I'm sure you're a nice guy, she says, but I don't really read to get rescued. I'm perfectly happy here. I even have a thriving online business. Well, I'm sure there's something you need me to do. She thought for a moment. Oh, I know. Would you mind investing in my online business? People are buying a lot of products, but no one's investing. If something doesn't change soon, I could go out of business. I thought you said your business was thriving, he questions. Potato, potato, marmalade, marinara sauce, Amber says. Eventually, she convinces him, and he invests in her company, rescuing it and placing the balance in the world once again. As an act of thankfulness, Amber promised not to eat him for dinner and sent him on his way. And they all lived happily ever after. Also, I have no idea how online businesses work, so if this is not true, I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, next story. Okay, so this story is called Apple Juice. Now, before I start reading the story, I just want to say... I did not write this story. My friend Trisha did, actually. No, that is not her real name. But anyway, so she wrote the story, and she has 
thankfully given me permission to write it. I love the story so much, and I really hope you enjoy it too. It's quite funny. Apple juice. It was one of the few sunny days outside. I was walking down the street with my best friend Jared. Jared is a funny guy. He usually doesn't want people to know where he lives, and I see him outside burying things a lot, but that's no problem. I've seen him every day for the past three years. How dangerous could he be? We were walking home from the park, and Jared insisted that he come with me, so we went back to my house. When I got to my house, my parents were out running errands. They don't like Jared very much. They say they tell me to stay away from him because he's suspiciously creepy. But trust me, Jared is literally the least suspicious person ever. I only have one sibling, Linda, my older sister. When Jared and I got inside the house, Jared asked me for some apple juice from the basement fridge. I, of course, said yes, so I went downstairs to the fridge. When I opened the fridge, there was no apple juice. Haha, <laughs> I forgot I'm allergic to apple juice. I went back upstairs to tell Jared I forgot again, but Jared wasn't there. I saw a note that said, went home, forgot to do something important, see you tomorrow. Silly Jared, not even telling me he's going home. That's okay though, I thought maybe we had cranberry juice, so I went to ask Linda where it all went. She was originally on the couch, but... She was gone. That's weird, I thought. Maybe she went on her walk. After an hour, I was kind of bored, and Linda wasn't home. Neither were my parents. I felt like Jared would be done with the thing he was doing by now, so I took a stroll to his house. I arrived at the door and knocked, but there was no answer. I knew Jared was home, so I snuck in through the back window. I put my feet on the living room rug and looked around. There was a block, there was a coffee table, a TV, and a glass of spilt apple juice. How could he? I knew I had apple juice in my fridge. Jared must have stolen it. So I walked around the house to find Jared and confront him about it. When I went to the kitchen, I found Jared with my sister lying on the floor with a bunch of cranberry juice around her. My sister too? How dare she try and take my apple juice, my cranberry juice? Jared looked at me with fear in his eyes. He was holding a kitchen knife and gloves. I didn't care about that, though. I was here to confront him. It was you, I shouted. You did it. No, it wasn't me. I promise. Jared had tried to talk calmly, but it was too late. I already knew he was the one who did it. I tried to walk towards him, but before I could, he ran away and sped out the back door and jumped the fence. He must have sensed my anger and ran away before I could beat him up for stealing my apple juice, I thought. I looked back at my sister. She was sleeping on the floor. She must have been up all night to fall asleep while drinking cranberry juice on the floor of Jared's house. I went home because I thought she'd come home later and opened the door to my house. I got a nice glass of water and gulped it down. The next morning, the police were at Jared's house for some reason, and my sister still wasn't home. Huh, that's weird, I thought. Well, that's all the stories I have for you today. I am so sorry for not posting for, like, a month. I, again, like I said, in my last episode, will try to post more, but been pretty busy so sorry to let y'all down but i just want to say thank you for listening to this episode and this was some fun stories goodbye